Nathan Rari and find out what is going on in the world of sport. Kia ora, Nathan. Kia ora, how are you? Uh, very well, thank you. So Eddie Jones has got his old job He's back. He's got his old job back at all. Was there skullduggery? Well, or did I mean, people just there were eyebrows them? raised. There were, there were eyebrows raised. Um, so Eddie Jones had denied quite a few times that um, you know that, that he'd interviewed for the job, but I think he will sit back and admire his, his wording because he said, no, I didn't meet for an interview because apparently it sounds like he did it over Zoom. Oh. So I imagine he's quite quite happy with his technicalities there. But look, Japan have got Eddie Jones back in to be the coach of their team. And some people would go, why would you get Eddie Jones back in? Well, you've got to remember for them, he was the architect of their big win over South Africa in, in Brighton in the Rugby World Cup, which really launched them. Because this was a team that showed up, I think at one stage they were losing, what, well, they had about 140 points, put them in World mm. Cup games. So they changed around. And even, of course, when they played in Japan at the World Cup, they were fantastic. But he's got a, a real affinity with Japan, but also Japanese culture and the way uh, that they do things. Because his mother is Japanese. He's right. fluent in Japanese. He he understands them greatly and he's got a real fastidiousness with how things are done yeah. to the detail of we're going to practice this over and over and over. And a lot of the teams that he goes to uh, have said it just gets to you after a couple of years. You can't do it anymore. That it, Being around someone who burns that intensely is hard. Whereas with the Japanese team and the Japanese players in their union, they like that. Yes. They, they think that's good. So particularly too, being able to be so fluent with everyone around, even with you know training room stuff staff and what have you, uh, he thinks he's going to go well there. So there we are, Eddie Jones uh, there, and I think perhaps the Wallabies uh, aren't too sad to lose him. No, um, possibly not. And it is kind of good to get to the bottom of that mystery of was he or was he not meeting with them in the lead up to the World Cup. <laughs> uh, so it was just a Zoom meeting. I, I didn't know they didn't count. But well, anyway. Well, apparently it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> we can cancel all the Zoom meetings. That'd mm. be great, wouldn't it? Okay. Uh, Brazilian football uh, has banned a number. Yes, and this is a club in particular. So we spoke the other day, Santos. This, this was in the news. And this is Pelé's club. So okay. um, they, they are great. In fact, there was uh, on Ponsby Road in Auckland for a long time. People will remember that there was a, a cafe called Santos, and that was named after this. And that was the favorite, the owner's favorite club, and it was all about football. And there's Pele, and he wore number ten, and they were relegated this year for the very first time in their club history. So the club presidents come out and going, "All right, no one." None of you players deserve to wear Pele's number. We're not going to sully it with it not being up here in our Brazilian Serie A. So you guys are out. So the number 10 is banned, which is bad news. I went looking. It's a guy called Jefferson Soteldo, who's the midfielder for Santos, who wears number 10. He doesn't now. Uh, and his Instagram uh, handle is YS10. Oh. So you might have to change a couple of those, but I thought that was quite interesting. He said, look, you guys can have the number 10 back when that number is where it should be, which is in the first you can't just be throwing numbers around willy-nilly no, and no, letting any, any old person wear no. them. Like 23 or any of those <laughs> kind of famous numbers. Okay, uh, Westlake been doing well on the world stage. Yes, um, this is an interesting tournament that happens at the end of the year. It's a rugby tournament which goes on in Thailand and schools from around the world go and they're quite big, big schools. I mean, Hamilton boys have had success up there. Uh, Grey College comes over from, and Pal, uh, they come over from South Africa and it's, inter- it's probably a more 
more interesting time actually on social media because people get very, very patriotic about their former, you know, schools, and then you get the ones, well, they're only ranked third in our country. Anyway, it goes like this. Ireland, South Africa, England, New Zealand, uh, flash schools from around the world going over to, to Thailand to play. And just to update you, so Westlake played a school called Hartbury, who are from Gloucester in England yesterday. They drew 19 all. And then in one of those repeats of, uh, remember the, I think it was, was at the Cricket World Cup where we lost on a count what, back. There was of, a super over. Yeah, no, we lost on a count back of sixes or something oh, okay. like that. So at the end of the game yesterday, Westlake and Hartbury, they'd spoke, both scored three tries, but it was explained to the teams that who scored first would go through. So well done to Westlake boys who proceed to the semi-finals of the uh, World Schools Festival in Thailand. Mm, in Thailand. Doesn't isn't the first place that comes to mind for a world no, it's rugby not. tournament? No, no, not at all. But, but they seem to be loving it up there by all the videos and what have you. I just imagine it just seems too hot to me to run around. And yeah, out. very clammy, very yeah. clammy. <laughs> hey, thank you very much for Cheers, that, uh, Nathan, and well done to Westlake.